everyone and welcome to already cancelled i am peter that is tara and we are going to talk about twilight zone season 2 episode 11 it's called night of the meek so full spoilers for the episode as always and oh boy it's another videotape episode yeah it doesn't look great it does not look good but it's a better episode than the previous one that was like this uh i, I agree it's, it's not a great episode i don't think i think it's uh I mean, obviously, it's the Christmas special. It's, you know, it's a Santa Claus. It's a store Santa. Uh, it's kind of like a... Basically, we're probably got the ID for bad Santa, except it's got more of a magical ending that's more happy. Because the first half... Bad Santa vibes, yeah. yeah. I think what stuck out to me about this is that... Unlike most episodes where it really teases the Twilight Zone element, you know, whatever the supernatural or paranormal thing is really early, this episode doesn't, and it's not until right before the ad break where it's like, oh magically there's, there's gifts in a sack for the santa to give out yeah it's a little bit of a disney movie i think of an episode hmm. but it's i i actually kind of enjoyed it i think on that level it's fine like on that level it's it's okay uh you know like yeah it's not really that much of a twilight zone episode to me like it, it really does just strike me as something that we would watch on disney plus next year yeah, which I, I guess, I mean, it's fine from the context of, like, here, it's a Christmas special of Twilight Zone, why not make it a happy little tale, as opposed to, you know, because I thought it was going to take a darker turn, where, because like, he starts, he gets, like, arrested, because the cop, this cop comes in, and they're like, oh, you've stolen all these items from a department store, right. haven't you? Uh, but, obviously, the ending actually does go this magical route, where everyone kind of believes that maybe he's become the new Santa. Right? And it's got Piglet in it. Another Disney connection. <laughs> I did recognize, even though I've never seen one of the Pooh, or at least properly, maybe I've seen a clip, I recognize this dude's voice. The guy who owns the department store where Santa works. Yeah. Because uh, it starts off kind of depressing. Not only is he a drunk Santa who's late for work and he tries to steal booze from the bar, when he actually does go into work, he collapses on the, like, the first kid who comes up to talk to him about Christmas, he just collapses and falls out of the chair. Yeah, that kid's hilarious too. He's like, Mom, Santa's loaded. <laughs> he had such a funny name. Oh, I wish I wrote it down. <laughs> Santa's like, what do you want for Christmas, kid? He's like, a new name. <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um. So I uh, I think the overall sentiment of the episode is pretty good. Uh, the the performance from the Santa is okay. I, I think it gets better once he actually gets the, the magic bag of gifts. And it's it, we should make it clear that it's not just that it's a bag of I gifts. Mean, it's where he can like he'll ask someone what they want, and then that thing will magically be in the sack. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it almost made me about, yeah. They always ask for like smoking pipe, smoking jacket. Well, the same guy asks for both of those things, yeah. so it makes sense. A sweater, a new dress, or a bottle of something. Yeah, it was a bottle whiskey. of wine or something like that. Yeah. Which I I was like, someone test this. Someone asked for like a big thing, like ask for like a big TV or something. See if it, <laughs> see if it appears. <laughs> I would like a briefcase full of ten million dollars, please. Uh, <laughs> Santa has his limits. Plus, you probably have to be pretty good. You know, still has a list. True. True. Uh, it, it, to, I mean, it does. To be fair, if that's if that's the rules, then at least the department store, even though he's been kind of a jerk to Santa, but then again, he's not really being because the Santa is being a drunk he's and is showing he's up drunk to work. Children. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of an awful employee, so you can't even blame him for his attitude with him. Yeah, yeah, 
And I, I actually really like the performance of the lead guy. You know, it's, I think it's really difficult to play drunk because mm. we've seen plenty of examples where people just don't do it well at all. And, you know, he does a really good job. And when he's there and, the, you know, the kids are like knocking on the window because they see Santa at the bar waving at him and stuff. And he's depressed and... You know, he goes out there and they start asking him for things and they're poor and he's sad because he's poor and they're poor. He wants nothing more but to give them like a nice Christmas and to be Santa Claus for them. Like, that's an emotional scene. I really liked it. It's really the only shred that he's likable before he gets the magic bag because up until that point, like, he is just a drunk employee who's kind of miserable. If it wasn't for that little breadcrumb of him wanting to, like, because he, he does kind of like poke fun at the, uh, like, the commercialism of Christmas, which is, it's funny because. Obviously, this was a thing already in 1960, but I, I don't really think of it being... I, in my head, like people didn't start thinking that way about Christmas until like, the 80s. That's when it got really commercial and people really started noticing it. But clearly in 1960, it was already at that point. A gun for Christmas. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> when, he was, uh, when he was drunk, Santa with the little kids and they're asking for things and the little boy comes up and says, I want a gun. <laughs> okay. Shoot me your eye out. Yeah, very, very uh, 1960. Well, I say 1960. I mean, that's the plot of a Christmas story as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> takes place in the 30s, I think. Oh, that's true. You're right. It says period piece. You're right. It came out in the 80s, but it, yeah, you're right. It takes place in the 30s. Yeah, I think so. Or maybe even the 50s. The 50s. <sighs> no, I think it's the 30s. I can't remember. Either, either way, it's set, it's set before this. Like, it's actually yeah. set before this. So, uh, my logic. As a uh, null and void. Yeah, yeah, but it looks a lot like a Christmas story. Like the the wherever they are, the Macy's or Sears that they're mm. he's in a Santa Claus in. Is, is this... like it's all all train sets, you know, mm. and BB guns, and dolls, stuff like that. Is this the part of the show where you tell us all about the asbestos? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's asbestos, but yeah, asbestos was used for fake snow. And it's uh, it's it is a little cringy every time I see fake snow in movies from or TV from this time because I just think, oh, all those poor people with their mesothelioma now. <laughs> all, all, all I think of when talking about like movies using fake snow and stuff is uh, I've heard I've heard of like shaved soap is one of the one of the solutions for fake snow, uh, yeah. as well as a typical paper thing. Soap, cornflakes, I think were used often. Um, this was a really heavy like snow, so it might not have been asbestos, because asbestos falls like real snow. Wait, almost. when you say cornflake, did they like paint it white first? Like what? I think so. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say like I think I noticed cornflakes falling out of the sky. <laughs> uh, cornflakes, you know, painted white. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, the story I was getting at is that I always remember the story from Die Hard Two, where they actually try to ship like a truck full of real snow from somewhere for the filming of Die Hard 2 but when it arrived on set they opened the truck and it was just a block of ice <laughs> they really didn't put much thought into it <laughs> yeah I always remember that story uh, so yeah the cliffhanger is that he gets the sack in the alleyway uh, a, a cat kind of jumps over the top of it and it, it, at first it's trash but then when he turns around trips on it it's like a, it's a present how how much <laughs> All right. I know it's a real cat, 
but the sounds that the cat makes is clearly a human being making a cat noise, right? Wow. Meow. Hey, the, the Foley budget wasn't good, okay? They had to like get their sound effects from somewhere. Yeah, they can't always get Frank Welker. I don't know if he was around then, but he does all the animal sound effects for cartoons. Yeah. Firefly, that's going to be your big break. If you were alive in the 60s, cat, you could have done all the all the sound effects. Oh. Gus couldn't do it. His his meow is too sweet. Yeah. I, can't I, I feel bad, though. It's, it's one of those things, actually, whenever I was like a baby in a movie crying, all I can think when I'm watching it is, like, a kid, obviously an adult actor, but even a kid actor can be told to cry and they're just acting. But if a baby's yeah. crying, then they just made the baby cry. Like they just did something to upset it. Oh, you know what they did? They just took the baby away from its mother. <laughs> That's all it takes to take the baby to cry. <laughs> I, all I imagine is like, a, like a, an assistant, like a set hand walking up and pinging it on the nose just to upset it and walking away. No, they just gave, gave it to somebody who's not their their mother. So the baby's like, where's my mama? I'm crying. <laughs> okay. All right. Babies are like that. In my experience. Not that I have any, but like I was just... whenever someone hands me a baby, they start crying. Well, maybe that means something else. That could just be you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good with babies. In fact, when the baby doesn't start crying, I tell the baby, please start crying. I don't want to hold you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, who's this devil woman? <laughs> Take me home, please. That is the uh, plot of Luke Who's Talking 7, or whatever number they're at. I don't know. I think there's like two of those. Is it three? I don't know. It's three because it's the third one's the dogs, right? They did like a, a, a dog sequel or spin off. <laughs> Yeah, look who's talking, look who's talking... Two. Now? Or now, yeah. I think there's look, look who's talking to and look who's talking now. I think there's two sequels. I don't, know which... I don't know. Which one has Roseanne in it? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, anyway, anyway, so he goes into the, the, the Christmas Eve service, right? Once he's got this sack of, of goodies. And he starts giving out gifts that people are asking for. But the... the uh, the nun? Not the nun. But the, the the woman running the service is like having none of it. So like, where did you get all these items for? So she goes and gets a policeman and he comes in and he's like, have you got the receipts for the, the, those items? And he's like, receipts? Well, no. And I think what I loved about it is that when the policeman carts him off, he just goes willingly and when he gets to the police station he literally says to the cop, after you! And he, he follows him and after he's not trying to trick him but he says, after you! Like, <laughs> How many people getting arrested can say after you to the policeman when they're going to the police station and get away with it? <laughs> Yeah, and when they when the policeman starts taking stuff out of the bag, it's just a bunch of garbage. And he's like, "What do you make of this?" He's like, "I don't know. It's a magic bag. It's pretty cool. Sometimes it's garbage. Sometimes it's gifts." <laughs> yeah, because basically, yeah, because when the department store guy comes in and he starts pulling things out and it's just garbage again, the the, the policeman does just sort of go, "Well, you know what? Fair enough. There's something supernatural about this bag." That's it. <laughs> Explain. But it's the sweet ending. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the sweet endings, like, you know, when they come out, um, and Santa, like, you know, I call him Sack, I don't remember what his real name was, but Santa finds, like, some reindeer, and it's this, like, sort of magical moment. And then the ending is, uh, you know, the, the, the store owner comes out with the policeman out of the station, and they look up, and they, they hear sleigh bells, and it's like, okay, he's actually, he's actually flying reindeer. You know, he's, he's in a sled, he's flying through the sky on reindeer now. But they're both drunk also off of the wine or champagne that got pulled out of the bag. So they're just like, okay, I well, guess that 
it's our question we just won't talk about it ever again <laughs> yeah that was what well, was the funny thing actually is that when you first started like thinking you were seeing stuff in the bag i thought this was going to be like a, a more serious episode where is this just in his drunken mind like is, is this not really happening but then the very next scene he's giving stuff out to people and they can see it so yeah yeah and uh <laughs> it'd be so funny if he's actually handing them garbage <laughs> I mean, maybe the real episode is just a drunk guy going around handing people garbage from a trash bag like santa claus what if everyone else is also drunk except the the nun lady what if she's the only one who's sober so she can see it's trash and she's like why is this this is or or no well, that's not true maybe trash, but they're just into it like yeah santa sure my toy train thank you <laughs> yeah, that's what that is, because he says it was his dream, his his one present that he wanted was to give presents out to people. He wanted to be giving, he wanted to be the one who was giving out the presents. He said Maybe... that he wished he could do it every year, and I, it was a really sweet moment, actually. I liked it. No, it's sweet. It doesn't really feel like a Twilight Zone episode, which I guess is the biggest critique I can give it, is that it feels more yeah. like a... And partly because it looks like a kid's TV show, because of the shitty videotape, <laughs> you know, footage. <laughs> but, like, it does feel more like a kid's TV special than it does a Twilight Zone episode, but, I mean, I don't really want to hold yeah. that against it too much. No, it's still good. It's still written by Rod Serling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't tell at the end if the next one's going to be videotape as well. I, I think because it had to match the rest of the episode, it looks it still looked rough. But I don't know if that means because the next one's also going to be rough. But uh, we're, we're getting like a. This is not the first time we've had a gallows either, because we had the 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 time traveling like guy who was going to be hung or hanged. Oh. Hanged. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. So we got, um, yeah, like he just teased someone from from the gallows. I'll, I'll tell you what that is actually right now, uh, even though I don't know if I've finished with the episode yet, but I started mentioning it, so I'll just go into it. Uh, the description for the next one, which is called Dust, a sympathetic sheriff and a callous con, uh, sorry, a callous con man. Con man's one word, right? Um, I don't think so. No, okay, that's why it threw me, because it was separated, but fair enough. Uh, at least I was, I'd expect a dash, a hyphen. Yeah, I expect a yeah hyphen. definitely. Regardless, a callous con man uh, are among the many who gather in the desert town on a hot day to see a man hanged for killing a child while drunk. Listen, all the drunk, maybe this is with a serious drunk episode. This will be the one that actually tackles like, the serious side of, of drinking. Ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tara was drinking earlier, just to want everyone to know. <laughs> <laughs> I like two sips. I try to make a cocktail, and I'm just not good at it. And I flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> That's fair. Did not go well. Did not go no. well. Uh, so berries, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I think this episode was was pleasant. I think it was sweet, and it was perfectly watchable. A lot of predictable, sure. I think at points once it once it started going, it was kind of like clear, kind of what the overall sweet message was going to. Be. Well. Well, I can't really say that, because I guess in the back of my head, because it was Twilight Zone, I kept thinking, oh, what's the dark twist going to be? What's the dark element of this going to be? <laughs> no, it was just a sweet Christmas episode, which um kind of a prototype for the Santa Claus films that we get in the 90s, and <laughs> I don't know. Yes, was- I'm going to go out on the limb and say this heavily inspired Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, yeah, Definitely get some jim farney vibes from the main guy <laughs> i'm just picturing jim varney laughing in the camera now because he used to do that thing where you look at him go or something i need Vern. <laughs> what was that 
You know what I mean, Vern? No? I don't think I made it up. Okay. <laughs> What's it from? Ernest. Is it? Yeah. Oh, you may be right. I just don't remember that particular line. I assume that's in one of the movies, but not all of them. I think it's... I thought it was his catchphrase. You know what I mean, Vern? No? Who's Vern, though? Who's he talking to? <laughs> I don't know. I remember you know a character I mean, being all of them from... You say, you know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> Look at that. You know, those uh, trolls that were in Ernest Scare Stupid really were scary. I thought. <laughs> This is this has turned into an Ernest movie franchise conversation. I always liked Ernest Saves Christmas as a kid. I also enjoyed a lot of the other ones, even though I'd probably hate them all today. They'd probably be far too juvenile. But Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes to school. Ernest goes to prison or jail. I think it was Ernest goes to jail. Uh, Slam dunk, Ernest. Ernest raids again. Those were the ones I saw. The importance of being Ernest. I think that was a spin-off. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean, Vern. Here it comes. Let's see. Ernest adds. You know what I mean, Vern? Oh. I think it was his TV catchphrase. Ah, okay. So it was like his, his sketch catchphrase rather than his movie catchphrase. Yeah. Ernest P. Whirl. All right. Um, any final thoughts about this Christmas episode? No, I'm just glad I wasn't crazy. Okay. Uh, it's good to know my co-host isn't going crazy. Uh, I am also relieved. Uh, that has been our discussion of the Twilight Zone, uh, episode 11 of season 2. Uh, let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters for mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv and give us a little dollar per month. And it'll be nice and not make Tara do it for once. Uh, you can do that. Keep all the content coming. Uh, you get bonus episodes of some of our movie podcasts. $5 to get your early access to a bunch of stuff, including these Twilight Zone reviews. So go and have a look and see if you're interested and help keep all the content coming. Uh, I will let Tara promote something, though. Uh, what other Mail Fuzz TV content would you like to give a shout out to? Well, if you like Twilight Zone, you probably also like Star Trek. You can check out all of our reviews of the Star Trek Picard series, which has been over for maybe a week or so now, but go see what we thought of the series. Hmm. It was an interesting debate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, that is uh, Twilight Zone episode 11. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Uh, keep watching TV, guys, in the Twilight Zone.